Hey, I'm Dan. And I'm Zach. And we are Fiery, Fiery Friends. Friends! Coming at you live with episode number 17. Hey. Yeah, Dan is back from his trip to not Colorado. Yes, I did go to not Colorado. Yes, where did you go, Dan? I ended up going to Dallas. Dallas, Texas. Yes, because Dallas was warmer. It was rainy, but it was still warmer yes i prefer warm if you have ever listened to our fourth podcast snow or no you know that i hate the cold so i i support going to a warm place yes it was warm and rainy and dallas roads in the rain suck yeah it was all construction-y when it rained a bunch there's lots of hydroplaning and cars were spinning out and it was crazy that sounds pretty wild oh my god we were fine because we had good tires and i know how to drive Yes, you have many road trip experiences, so you much, know how to drive well. Much tripping of road experience. Yes, we went to IHOP and Upper Room and Todd White's Lifestyle Christian School. Dang, you went to the Christian Lifestyle School? Yes, sir. That's pretty iconic. We went for an audit day. We got hosted down there by a friend named Vicky from my internship. What up, Vicky? She's Vicky. a legend. She nice. blessed us with two tickets to an audit day at LCU. Okay. Ridiculously nice blessing. <laughs> yeah, that is pretty ridiculously nice. Yes, we got to hear Eric Gilmore talk about stuff, and then Ellie and I both cried a bunch and repented of things and were transformed and changed forever. Dang. It sounds like it was pretty intense. Yeah, it was really crazy because Off he was talking about childlike faith, and then Ellie was like, her whole life she's always wanted to be seen as like older, more wise than she actually is. So uh-huh. she's trying to get more towards adulthood. Right. And the closer you get towards adulthood, the further you are from childlikeness. Yeah. And being an adult is more like, I can take things under my own control and do this all on my own. But being a childlike faith is like, you trust that your dad can do everything for you. And you just need to like sit back and let it happen. Amen, dude. So that was crazy. And I ho- I had a totally different hit on it. I took this one sentence that he said and i was like ah this is for me oh it was that he he talked about that he doesn't want anything that the father doesn't want him to have yeah that's good yeah because like my whole life it's always been like that i could get anything that i want if i just try hard enough and schmooze people and use my dan powers of (laughs) you do have dan powers (laughs) yeah i was like (laughs) i know i was like this works way too well it's not good Right. But I can make anything happen if I want it to be bad enough. Mm-hmm. And in that moment, I was like, oh, why would I want anything to happen that the father isn't giving me to happen? Yeah, that's really good. Like, I don't have to make my own way when he's got a way for me that's way better than my way. Mm-hmm. So I was just like, what the heck? Ah, yeah. just like a whole new perspective. Just like, I literally don't want anything that's not from him because it's not going to be the best. Yeah. Dude, that's so powerful. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so you guys to go to that audit day, and then we could have stayed for an elective and then gone and done, like, a treasure hunt with LCU people. Oh, that could have been fun. Which would have been cool. But we were like, ah, we cried so much, and we're hungry, <laughs> so we went to In-N-Out Burger. Oh, yeah, that's, like, the big thing in the South, right? Yeah, I thought it was going to be overhyped. Like, everyone's like, yeah, it's overhyped. Yeah, that's what I would assume. It was equally hyped. It was perfect. It was actually good. I loved it. Wow. I think it's better than a Culver's burger, and it costs less. Better than Culver's? Uh Uh-huh. Get it animal style, bro. That's high praise. Yeah, it's really good. Dang. Yeah, I got a double-double, and then Ellie got a single, and we got fries, and it was all less than 10 bucks. Less than 10 bucks? Less than 10 bucks for two people to be full on in and out Okay, if it's cheap, I like it. Uh-huh. <laughs> it sounds, sounds very nice. Yeah, dude, a single burger's like three and a double's like 420 as opposed to like 520 Okay, that's pretty chill. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah, dude, In-N-Out's good, and they got good shakes if you like them. We didn't try them, but apparently they're good. That's cool. I mean, we, yeah. we brought back two ketchup packets. Two ketchup packets? Yeah, because there were two people that we knew would need an In-N-Out merch. Oh, they needed something? Yes, they were both really sad that it wasn't actually In-N-Out food and it was just ketchup, but <laughs> it still says In-N-Out on it. Who were so. these people? It was Caleb. Caleb. Nilo Caleb. Oh, Caleb from, from Living uh, Room. room. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then... And then Jeff. Jeff, her dad? Yeah. 
my god. Yeah, he saw it because we got matching In and Out t-shirts and we wore them on Sunday. Yeah. And then he's like, "Did I see Ellie wearing an In and Out shirt?" And I was like, "Yes, also me." And he's like, "Did you bring some back, like a truckload of it?" <laughs> and we're like, "We brought you a ketchup packet." Wow. You're Did he welcome. used to live in the South or something? Like he's just had In and Out a bunch, and he really liked it. Yeah, lots of good memories. Mm-hmm. That's good. Very cool. Very cool. So yeah, those are those are things that have happened. Yeah, it sounds like a crazy past week for you, my man. Ridiculous. Yeah. While you were gone, I blessed the podcast <laughs> listeners with a longest episode ever, just talking to myself for three and a half hours about Disney movies. I'm so glad that you blessed them. Yes. They needed the blessing. It was so good, dude. I loved watching all those Disney movies and just seeing God's hand all over them. Mainly like the top half. The bottom half were pretty bad. I'm not going to lie. Some of those movies were rough to get through. But like just going through the top 10 or so. Oh my gosh. Lots of good stuff with Disney. Ah, it was amazing. <laughs> amazing. Yes, but today... We are here to talk about what we spun on the wheel after our stretch story episode two weeks ago, which was... Zach reads a book! Yes, Karma has finally come back from when Dan watched Survivor, and now I have to read a book. And he I did it! I did it. I finished the last three chapters this morning, and <laughs> I'm finally done. And I am so relieved, because, you know, this book, there's there's a lot of really good things in this book, but generally speaking, I still hate reading, as you will find through this <laughs> podcast. And that didn't change at all. Oh, I didn't transform your entire life? You're not a reader now? No, just like you're not going to go watch the other 39 seasons of Survivor. Like... Yeah, alright guys, we decided not to change, but it was great trying the other thing. Yeah, I mean, it's a good experience. Like, let me try something new, but reading a book. Never going to be my forte or preference in life. <laughs> you know, I just I just prefer videos and movies and stuff because, like, you don't really have to engage with it. You can kind of just sit there and watch. Versus, like, a book, you have to, like, put all your energy into reading a book. Unless you do an audio book. But, like, the rule was, like, it has to be a book book. I said you got to read the book, bro. It says Zach reads. <laughs> Not listens. Zach listens. No, 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 no. Zach reads a book. So... I read a book. And what book did I read, Dan? Well, the day of, I decided to change it up. And we went with Bob Goff's Dream Big. Yes. I I don't know. I just really like Bob Goff as an author a lot. Yeah. I I definitely saw why as I was reading. Yeah. No. (laughs) So I'm just going to put it out there. Bob Goff is an amazing author. Thank you, Bob Goff, for writing things. He has a way with words that really get to me. And I have this playlist that I listen to in the background whenever I listen, whenever I read a Bob Goff book, and it's all just kind of like happy-go-lucky, like random, like love songs and stuff. Oh my gosh! And it just matches really well with uh, his writing style, and I feel like I'm on cloud nine. <laughs> and sometimes I just start crying. I'm like, oh, the Lord has anointed these pages. Thank you, Bob Goff. I feel like Bob just prays over the book as he's writing it, and like people who read this are gonna get wrecked, and then I get wrecked, and I receive the wreckage. <laughs> Yeah, he feels very, like, like, one of the things he says, like, in the first few chapters of the book is he says, like, he's a positivity junkie, and I was like, that's Dan. He's totally a positivity junkie. Yes, sir. <laughs> I relate to Bob Goff a yeah, lot. <laughs> always positive, all the time. So, yeah. It was interesting, though, because, like, as I was starting the book, I struggled with the positivity junkiness, because for me, it's not as much my personality as Dan. <laughs> So it took me a while to warm up to Bob, but as he was, like, getting more vulnerable about, like, things that he struggled with in life, like, through the later chapters of the book, I felt like he was a little more relatable as an author, so... Ah, yeah. yes. So overall, I came around, but there's some things that he was claiming that I, I'm questioning how <laughs> true they are, because they sound like crazy extremes, but, but I guess we can get into it, so... <laughs> Yeah, so Dan, like, before I go into my opinions, I just wanted to say, why did you pick this book? <laughs> All the books in the world. Like, you kind of mentioned a little bit, like, because you like Bob, 
But what else? What what else? Why was this the one book I should read? Well, I read this book most recently of out of any book. Yes. So, A, it was the most recent book I had read. <laughs> yes, timing was convenient. Yes. <laughs> then you didn't have to do anything. You could just show up today. <laughs> yes, because I had read the book very recently. So, mm-hmm. I will count that as reading the book. Yeah. And after I read Dream Big, my life kind of like flipped and got really freaking awesome. Not that your life isn't really freaking awesome, but yeah. I figured if anything can push you towards anything crazy, this book might help. Yeah. So I was like, out of any book I could choose, I want you to get pushed and shoved, and it had, like, action steps. And I was like, Zach's an action step kind of guy. He might actually do these. Yeah. So I was like, here, read this book, do these action steps, figure out how you feel about Bob Goff, and get back to me in two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So I went through the process. I did all of it. I didn't really do all the action steps yet, to be honest. Like I took, oh. I took a, I took a note page of all the action steps I'm supposed to do, which we can talk about them on this podcast. Okay, I but I was more I actually did the action steps as I read the book. As you were going, oh, I wouldn't okay. have expected me to do that, and I would have expected you to do it. So that's different. Yeah, I think the thing that was difficult was there was a lot of action steps, and there was a lot of book. And there was only two weeks to do it all. So because of like the time crunch and stuff, I felt like it was a hard book to be fully invested in and engage with in such a short period of time. Like I feel like this is a book that would benefit from more time to reflect on each chapter. Do you kind of get what I'm saying? Nope. No, (laughs) (laughs) I don't reflect on chapters. I just read books. (laughs) But you said you did the action steps. Yeah. I, like, you know, read a chapter, and then I did the action step for, like, ten minutes. Okay, for ten minutes. And then I'd read another chapter. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> Interesting. How how long did it take you to get through the whole book? The whole book probably took me, like, three weeks. Okay. Three weeks. Gotcha. Yeah. If I had the mission of reading it in one week, I could have read it in, like, three days. Yeah. To be honest, that's kind of what I did. I kind of procrastinated most of it through the last three days too (laughs) because i'm a very procrastinating kind of person but yeah no i think that like a lot of the objectives and activities that he had in mind to do are things that i've done in different capacities before in my life too so yeah there's a lot of that but i do still think it's like really good to do a lot of those things over again um but yeah let's just like stop just talking in vague generalities, and let's get to what the book actually talks about. Yeah, so, what does it mean yeah. to dream big? To dream big. Okay, well, here's like my opening opinion. So, I wrote down, this is what I wrote down this morning, as I was like, okay, what are the important things I need to talk about that I thought from this book? So, <laughs> so the first thing I wrote is, the author is alright. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote, he gets a little humble braggy at times about everything he's accomplished in his life, but he's also willing to share some stories of his weaknesses. So, like, sometimes I feel like he's like, you know, he's like, oh, I did this, and he's just like, you know, it's like a humble brag. Yeah. But, but, but it's like, you know, he's also vulnerable, so it's all right. Mm, yeah. Like me. <laughs> yeah, true. You do humble brags sometimes as well. That's very true. He's very much like you, Dan. Yes, that's why I like him. Exactly. Um, so I said his stories are hit or miss. Some of them were like really good metaphors, and some of them are like, why are you doing a metaphor right now? <laughs> and then um, and then I wrote, I don't know if I trust his claims, because he says that he writes 100 emails to himself every single day. And I'm like, I don't know if that's possible. Like, to write 100 <laughs> emails to yourself every day? That sounds nuts. And then he also said he picks up every single phone call that people call him. Like, he always makes himself available. And I almost, like, wanted to call him on the podcast and be like, let's let's test this guy out. Let's see if he actually picks up. So maybe we'll do that later. We're going to. We have to. You think we should do I've it? I always wanted to call Bob. I've he literally, he said he puts his phone, puts number, his phone number in every, in every book. book and gives people the chance to call him. So I was like, we could totally see if he's BSing or if he's for real. So... So that was the thing. I was like, I don't know, man. Like, cause if you if you write yourself a hundred emails a day and you pick up every phone call, you literally and you're like a famous dude like this. Like, I 
don't even know if you could live your life. Like, you're just going to be constantly interrupted your entire day and do nothing. But yeah. then, like, but then here's his other claim is he claims he quits something every Thursday. So maybe he just quit life by now because <laughs> he quit everything for the last, like, 10 years of Thursdays. And now he just sits at home and writes emails and takes phone calls all day. Yes. I don't know. Yeah, I figured out it's a lot harder to quit something every Thursday than I thought it would be. Yeah, I ended up quitting like three things, three Thursdays in a row. Now Thursdays it, and I'm like, I got nothing to quit, man. <laughs> a lot of things to quit. I mean, you could always quit stuff, but at a certain point, it's just gonna not be beneficial for your life anymore to just like quit stuff for the sake of quitting it. Like, so I, I mean, like, I liked his principle of like, you know, there it is. It's good to let go of some things in your life because, like, when you quit stuff, it makes room for something new to come in that place. Mm-hmm. Um, but every Thursday is a lot of quitting so it's just like an opportunity it's like oh i'm gonna quit something well i'll quit it on thursday yeah true it's, it's a chance you could like just be like it's quitting day exactly yeah bob's idea was like there's a lot of things in life that just feel big and like you can't escape from them ever mm-hmm. and like you need a good enough reason to quit it and to get out of it yeah he's like well i just picked thursdays what's my reason it's thursday right quit. Yeah, and his examples were, like, very, like, you know, a lot of them were just, but some of them were, like, crazy stuff. Like, he said, like, like one day he was just like, I'm going to quit my job, and he just, like, quit his job on a Thursday, because it was a Thursday. <laughs> and, like, he, like, built this entire law firm, and then one day it was like, it's Thursday, I quit. <laughs> he, like, yep. spent all this time building a law firm to just quit on a Thursday randomly. Mm-hmm. Like, it's so bizarre. I love it. But, yeah, but, like, relating it all to dreaming big, though, he was saying that, like, sometimes you need to quit stuff to make room for your dreams and your ambitions, and, like, you know, you can only have so much in your day and on your plate, so it's important to quit stuff and leave stuff behind that's a distraction, so. So that was a good principle, but, yeah, I don't know if I believe how much this guy does the things he claims to do. That's all I'm saying, because <laughs> it's pretty extreme. You can ask him on the phone call. <laughs> we'll see if he picks up. Hey, I don't think he will. Bob, you still picking up every call? Yep. Still We're going to find out. Yep. Okay. So, anyways, what else did I have here? So, yeah, I said the principles of the book are really good. I love dreaming big. I see it's majorly important in my life to dream big. Um, I wrote Dan's just like the author. He's a positivity junkie. I wrote... <laughs> um, I also just wrote that, like, right now, me and you are in different seasons, and that's something that he kind of talked about in, like, a lot of the chapters, is the difference in, like, how some people can be in a season where maybe they're supposed to start something, but somebody else is supposed to stop it, because, like, you know, maybe it's a season where somebody's supposed to be more active versus another season, person's season might be where they're supposed to rest more, and, like, um... I wrote that I feel like right now, Dan, you're in more of like a dream activation season because like you have all these big things coming up versus my season has been more about dream development, I feel like, because God's kind of just like implanting new ideas in my heart, preparing me for these big things coming this summer with Apex and YWAM. And I feel like you've gotten a lot more clear vision for your life and your future right now, like Mm -hmm. with Firefly Farms and things versus me. I don't really have a lot of vision at the moment, so it's more of a season of developing versus your season. A lot of the development has happened, and now it's, like, taking that active step. So, yeah, I think that was just an interesting thing I was realizing through reading the book. And I think the development season is a really beautiful season because... It's important. It it, it has a lot of endless possibilities, too, because, like, I have no idea what I'm going to do in life. And, and sometimes that can, like, stress me out. I'll be like, oh, my gosh, like, what am I doing I feel like I have, like, these little baby clues, like, oh, I'm going to go to YWAM in Hawaii and stuff, and I have all these little interests, like podcasting or singing and all these things, and I'm creative and lead Bible studies, and I do all these little things, but they don't really all connect in that perfect puzzle yet, mm-hmm. um, but just, like, I'm in a season where the pieces could add up to a lot of different things, versus, like, Dan, you've gotten this vision of what the puzzle's going to look like a little bit more. You still have, like, pieces that haven't oh, yeah. come together quite yet, but... But now that you have that clear vision of what you want it to look like, now you can take more active steps towards that specific thing, too, which is really cool. So. Yeah, I like both seasons a lot. Yeah, I think there's beauty in both. And I think another thing that the book talks a lot about was comparison and how comparison is evil. Mm-hmm. And, like, you can't 
just be looking at somebody else's season and say, oh my gosh, like I'm bad because I'm not in that season when sometimes like, you know, it's just you're in different seasons. It's not like a better or worse. It's just different. Yeah. So that was really good. Um, so then there were seven different sections of the book. Um, so part one was called getting ready to dream big. Part two was called set absurd expectations. Part three was explore opportunities. Part four was clear the path. Part five was take action. Part six was expect setbacks. And part seven was sustain your beliefs and land the plane. Land the plane. So the longest part of the book is the getting ready to dream big part. It's like 13 chapters and it's very much focused on identity because I feel like that's a big part of finding your dreams is starting from a place of like knowing who you are, whose you are and where you are. Um, like there's these three questions that tells you to ask yourself very early on of like who you are, where you are and I think where you're going, I think is the last one or something. Yep. Or where do you want to go? Um, and where you are is a really good question. I think it's one of the best ones because it, it just kind of gives you the self-assessment tool to ask yourself, like, um, like not just, like, where are you physically? Like, we're in Wisconsin in my house. Like, no. Where what, are you in life? Where are you emotionally? Like, and emotionally. Mm-hmm. Like, what position are you in? Like, are you happy with where you're at? Are you sad with where you're at? And that's how you kind of transition to that third question of, like, where do you want to be? What's... what is the next step for you and i think that those first chapters were really really good set a good foundation for the book and just for um for seeing what kind of person you are and let those dreams develop from that um yeah and then the other chapters were all like good and stuff um yeah i mean dan is there anything like really big you remember that you got out of the book as you were reading i have like favorite chapters and takeaways and then i also wanted to just talk about the activities that it suggests that you do because i think that they're all really good i haven't done them all yet either because i just basically made a list of all the activities because like i'm the kind of person that like can't just do these activities for like 10 minutes and be done like kind of like the kind of activities i would probably spend like an hour on each one so yeah so that's that's why i didn't finish them all because i was like i cannot take an hour between every chapter to do this long activity right now so and the other thing is like this book is convicting it's like it stirs your heart it asks you deep hard questions that like it's hard to read it in a week or because it basically like challenges you in really deep ways that like you have to be fully engaged in order to really do well um so i didn't do many of the activities but i read the book so yeah damn it yeah so what was your favorite parts of the book though dan let's see the dream big book there were a lot of really good moments in that book i really liked like you were talking about where you start with identity for everything yeah and that's super applicable to every part of life Mm -hmm. because you you really need need to know who you are and where you are and where you're going and it's really interesting because as i started reading the book i didn't know the answer to some of those questions like, I think I knew who I was. I have really good, a really good claim on identity. Mm-hmm. I know, I know whose I am. And the the where are you was really interesting. Like you were talking about, so I had to think about that for a while, and I was like, do I like where I am right now? Could I improve this at all? So it was just like a lot of good thinking about that as I was reading the book, and I just really, really enjoy the way Bob writes, so it was a lot of just like, ah, I'm just having a good time, like, reading these stories, and being engaged with his life, and being like, this is exciting, this is really cool stuff, I could probably do some of this stuff someday, pretty fun and cool, and then, he has a lot of big dreams, and I love, I think one of the cool, the cool parts of the book that I liked was, he talked about a quarter twist, three dreams, it was just really cool, because every dream you have is just like, a quarter twist away from becoming something amazing. Mm-hmm. So if you don't like where you're at, maybe you can take what you're doing and just change one little thing about it, one different aspect, and it'll feel completely different to you. Yeah. So I haven't had the chance to like uh, put that in action yet, but I feel like that's going to be something that's coming up in this next season of life for me. Yeah. Where there's just like a lot of momentum being carried through and going places, 
as I just became a youth pastor and I'm trying to figure out what job I'm doing on the side to sustain life going forward. Right. So for that, that might just be a quarter twist on a couple of different dreams that come all together to make something a reality. Yeah. So it's just really interesting that you could be really close but feel like it's off and then if you just turn it a little bit it feels like it fits perfect. Yeah, that's super good. So I thought that was really cool and I feel like a lot of people can take things that they love to do and just change them a little bit and then they'll fit even better in their lives and it'll just feel right and feel accurate and feel like a part of who they were meant to be. Because God's given you dreams and visions and a destiny and all of those things just they come to life and they grow out of who you are and some of the things just feel like they're really close to fitting but you don't realize why and then if you turn it a little bit you're like oh this fits right now and it just feels good. Yeah. So I just like that he mentioned that it's an opportunity to do those things. Mm-hmm. And then I really liked the quitting stuff on Thursday. I applied yeah. that to my yeah, life. You did that for I a put it in bit. my calendar for a while, and it was uh-huh. really cool. I feel like I grew a lot from that. Got rid of some things I didn't need in life, and it was just like, it just on Thursdays it would just be like this is a day of self reflection because I never had a day of self reflection before. So it gave me the opportunity to twist dreams, have self reflection, ask myself where I'm at in life, and then ask myself like what I'm doing, like what what things in life am I doing that are actually getting me towards like a goal or a dream. Yeah. Like, what are my ambitions, and what, what are they working me towards? And if I keep putting more time into these things, am I getting anywhere? Right. So I took the time, and I, like, did the activities, and I wrote a list, and I figured out what things were more important on the list and what I actually wanted to commit my valuable time and energy and resources to. Right. Because then if you see that you're going towards something, it's really encouraging, and it makes you want to move towards it even better. And then it talks about, like, sometimes you just got to take a step. Yeah. Like, if you feel like you're not going anywhere, it's because you didn't take a step yet. So even if it's small, just take a step in the right direction. Yeah. And it'll it'll get you going down the right path. No, yeah, dude. I totally agree. Like, baby steps make such a big difference in your relationship with God and in your pursuit of dreams, like, in your life. Because, you know, if you just let fear take a hold of you and keep you from taking a small step because you're like, oh, like, I'm, you know, the dream might feel too out of reach that you're afraid to take a step forward. But just doing one little thing at a time is how eventually those big things become a reality. So that's super good. Yeah, I guess just like as you were talking about the activities, I'll just like kind of read through all the notes I took about like the important activities that the book wants you to do that I haven't really done yet this time. Um, But some of them I've done in previous ways in my life. But um, so chapter six is kind of like the first chapter that really comes up with something big to do and that's to to make a big list of all your dreams and ambitions which is something that i did in some capacity while i was at bethany my college um they had us do this activity called the 50 dreams activity where Ooh, yeah you made a list of like your 50 dreams that you have in life things that you want to accomplish they can be super small super big like i think one of mine was like i want to learn to surf someday Like, another one was, like, I want to get healed for my asthma, you know? And so, like, you know, it could be silly and small and fun, or it could be, like, deep and spiritual and, like, requires Jesus or, like, really good doctors, you know? (laughs) The best doctor. So. Wakanda. Yeah. So, it was fun to make that list, and, like, I have to go back and look at that one. And, like, over time, I think I made that, like, three or four years ago. A lot of my dreams have changed. Some of them have come true. Um, on that old list and some of them have not at all like some of them i don't even dream about them anymore because they were terrible dreams like you know so it's just kind of like reassessing i think will be really good and i think that's just a good practice for anybody to do if you're listening to this like make a list of 50 dreams or so um like did you do something along those lines like when you were reading the book make a list of dreams i made a list of dreams it wasn't 50 but it was a lot of dreams yeah more than 50 or less? Less. Less, yeah. And I, I think that, I don't know if I would do more or less either. Because like, I think sometimes less is more when it comes to dreams. Like, if you're trying to cast too wide of a net of things you want to do, like, you might not focus on any of them super well. So mm-hmm. so it's good to have a, a good few. I, I think when I make the next list, I'll probably try and do, like, 25, 30 really really passionate dreams of mine because there's so many dreams that i have so many things i want to do but another thing that one of the chapters talked about is how sometimes like when you have so many dreams you can get kind of paralyzed from pursuing any of them because you're like oh my gosh there's so much to do i don't know what to do yeah and like um so it's important to like another thing a lot of these future chapters talk about is just prioritizing and choosing which dreams are worth pursuing Mm. 
Um, but also in that first chapter, it talks about writing a letter to your future self from like the perspective of like when your dreams have already been accomplished, like writing back to yourself and like opening it in like a year. So I think I'm going to do that soon, which will be really fun. Cause like I'll write it and I'll be like, yeah, so I probably went to YOM by now. I probably went to that apex thing by now. Did all these things. And then like maybe in a year I'll open it and like, I didn't go to any of those things and something completely different happened. But who knows? Crazy. <laughs> who knows? You know, it'd be, fu- how crazy would it have been if you like wrote yourself a letter like four months ago, Dan? Like, before you had a girlfriend, that would have been nuts. What? I never would have, would have no seen idea. it coming. <laughs> I'd be like, I'm still probably not sure what I'm doing. I'm probably single. Single. I probably got some random job that I don't care too much about. But yeah. maybe I care a little bit about it. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't know. Yeah. So then another activity it said was just to lay everything on the table, decide what to pursue, what's worth pursuing, what you should put in the garbage bin after you've kind of gone through your dreams. Then it talks about making a list of 10 of your talents and asking your friends what they think your talents are. So I think that's interesting too. Just kind of like, I think that was kind of just a chapter that was encouraging you to have like good self-worth in a way and just like recognize like there are good things in you and like when you ask the people closest to you they can really define what those good things are yeah um and the next chapter talked about identifying miracles that god's done in your life um he was talking about how like he memorized all 37 of jesus's miracles and like every day he kind of looks yes what's that 38th miracle that god has for me today yep so that was really interesting and just like you know, I'm excited to do that because, like, there's a lot of things God's done in my life, but sometimes we don't take time to reflect on them. So that'll be mm, fun whenever cool. I do these activities. Uh, then the next chapter talks about thinking of three people who we can become more available to. And really just, like, the next four chapters are all talking about, like, you know, having friendships, having people involved in your dreams. Because if you try to accomplish your dreams by your, yourself, you're probably not going to get anywhere. But if you have the right connections with people who are supportive and there for you, um, it can help you go the distance and make that progress. So, mm-hmm. so I think that's been really that's a really interesting thought as well. Um, and the next few chapters talk about just reevaluating the dreams list, making your dreams specific, and categorizing them, which I think is good because like when I did the fifty dreams thing, they were just kind of like all a blob of fifty dreams. But like I like that this was talking about like the importance of categorizing dreams and like mm-hmm. okay these are like small things that i'll do in the next few years these are big things i want to do someday that seem impossible yeah um so i think just the categories of different dreams is a really good thing um that it encourages you to do and ask yourself three questions of is the dream meaningful will it last or will it help others because that kind of can weigh the dreams and to see which ones are actually worth having um and the next chapter is talked about identifying obstacles that are keeping you from your dreams um and identifying what you need to learn to get to those dreams and overcome the obstacles um and then it talks about thinking of three people who could help you make more progress in your dreams thinking of three people you want to know who could make yeah so like who are three people you don't know but you want to reach out to and you want to try and pick their brains on how you can accomplish your dreams depending on what your dreams are so i thought that was interesting too like just being bold to address people like um i think the story he told in the book was like one day he like randomly called the white house because his son or something was like he was sick he was sick yeah and like he was like oh well uh don't make me call the president and so he called the white house and the white house was like yo you doing okay and it was just like what the white house actually picked this up like and you would never think they would pick it up just like i don't think this guy's gonna pick it up if we call him at, on this podcast <laughs> like <laughs> so it's like you never know like but if you never try and call you'll never know so yeah his son felt so much better after he got to talk to it wasn't the president but it was like yeah it was like his secretary secretary or in the office yeah so it was really bizarre that she actually was picking up though it's crazy <laughs> it was great i love that story yep um so in the next few chapters, um, talked a lot about saying no, I think was really one of the things I took away from it and liked a lot was they were talking about how it's important to learn how to say no to things well. And it was also like talking about the toxicity of when people say like, oh, like, let me pray about it when they don't want to do something. And they're just like using like the, oh, Jesus card. Like, <laughs> yeah, the book helped me 
learn how to say no yeah because that's like bs when people are like oh like uh i don't want to do this so i'm just gonna tell this person i'm praying about it and then say no later or uh, or like when people just say i'm gonna think about it instead of saying no directly then it like hurts more when they eventually say no so it's like more valuable to say no up front and like the reason that it talks about saying no in this book about dreaming big is because like you need to learn how to say no to things in order to focus on the dreams that are worth pursuing because mm-hmm. you can't pursue everything. You can't say yes to everything. You have to learn what's worth saying yes to. So that was really good. Um, yeah, then another activity it talks about is identifying people who might come against your dreams and how you might respond to that. Um because you need to be prepared and have a response for when people are going to question you or when people are going to doubt you and what you have a heart for and mm-hmm. a passion for and a vision for. Um, and then identifying active steps to take towards your dreams and planning for failure and planning a response to it because you're going to fail. Everybody fails in their pursuit of dreams and like failure is an important part of the process that if you don't prepare for it, then you are going to get caught off guard and many people quit pursuing their dream once they fail once because they just don't think that they're going to be able to succeed because of that one failure but you have to take that failure as a learning experience and keep going and then the last few chapters just talk about um just listing ways that you can connect with god more firmly and um listing three ways to or three things you can do if you face a setback to overcome it and yeah those are like most of the activities they're all like crazy things you could do that help i'm gonna probably do some of them after this but yeah that was the activities um so yeah damn was those any of those activities you did that were like the most significant when you read the book let's see the activities I remember the most were the compiling the list and then basically just like narrowing it down to see what was actually worth like investing in. Yeah, that's like the biggest thing, I think. That's like the whole point of the Dream Big book. Like find your dreams and then pick the ones that you're worth pouring your heart and soul into. Yeah. And then deciding what you could say against naysayers. Because even if there aren't any naysayers, it still like helps solidify it for you more. Because mm-hmm. you've thought of like, the the negative sides of it and what could be taken against it and you're like no i actually see this about it and this is a cool way about it yeah no that's really good to to play both sides in your head because you know you don't want to be blind and be like oh this is amazing and there's nothing wrong with it because people will find stuff wrong with it if you give them the opportunity so Mm -hmm. it's good to acknowledge like people are gonna or maybe not necessarily people are gonna come against this but if they do like, this is how I can stand firm on what I believe in and what I'm shooting for. Um, yeah. So then, just a few more of my highlights from the book. One of the other bigger ones was... Um, I really like this one chapter where they were talking about the blind, um, the blind man in the Bible who got healed by Jesus. And... The disciples thought they were helping the blind man because they were telling him, like, yo, stop yelling. Like, you know, you're being an idiot. (laughs) But, like, what was truly going to help the blind man was to keep being persistent even when it made him look like an idiot. And that's what eventually got Jesus to heal him and for his dream to come true. Yeah. And, like, a lot of the time with dreams in life, like, people are going to think that the way that they can help you is to help like to tell you to stop chasing a dream that's stupid and not going to go anywhere but if you really believe in your dream the thing that's going to help you isn't going to be listening to those people who think they're helping you it's going to be continuing to chase after that thing even if it feels stupid to other people and even if you might not be seeing immediate results even if it might seem impossible like to these disciples it seems impossible this guy can get healed so you should just shut up about it (laughs) You know, and like you might have a dream in life that you want so bad, but everyone thinks it's impossible. So they're like, yo, shut up. You're never going to get there. And like you have to keep believing if it's a dream that you hold dear enough that it's worth going for, even if you might look like a stupid blind guy. Yes, sir. So that's really interesting. But I do think it's also like sometimes there is a situation where like 
it really is something that you should give up on. So it is like assessing it with wisdom, obviously. Like you don't want to just blindly go after everything, everything. But I like the principle a lot of, you know, being bold to ask for the impossible because, you know, it's it's not normal, but that's not a bad thing. It's good to be not normal. Yeah, we love being not normal. Normal is uh, kind of boring. Yeah, exactly. It's less exciting. It's just it's, going through the motions. It's really fun when you dream big, like it's talking about, but it's actually like you're just going beyond what you think is possible. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of cool because that's how God likes to bless us because everything that God does is better than we would ever imagine it would be. Yeah, right. And we're like, oh, it could be probably this good. And it's like always better than that. Yep. And then, because he's such a good father, he's like, I always want to give my kids more than they would ever imagine or deserve. Yeah, exactly. For sure. Yep. And then another thing that stood out to me from the book was there's this chapter where the Bob guy talked about how every year he allows himself three epic fails. Yeah. I thought that was kind of cool. Like where he lets himself do stuff that's like crazy and epic and insane. Only three times a year though. So that he doesn't just do stupid, crazy stuff every day. But, like, he really prioritizes and he's like, I'm going to do something stupid and crazy today and see if it works. Mm -hmm. And, like, the story he told in that chapter was he was, like, trying to get some girl out of a brothel in India or something. It was, like, there was some crazy story where he ended up in jail or the hospital or something. Like, it sounded nuts. Um so that was like his epic fail of the year. But I think just like the idea of allowing yourself a couple of failures a year to like, so you don't get so down on yourself when they happen is a good principle overall. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's really important to let yourself fail. Mm-hmm. And if you don't try stuff, you won't fail. You're gonna fail if you try stuff and you should be trying stuff. Exactly. So you're gonna be failing. But you just gotta keep moving forward. Hey, meet the Robinsons. It's like number 35, I think, in that Disney podcast it's from last three week. Half of <laughs> yeah, check it out. <laughs> yeah. Yes. That's a good one. But yeah, um, I have a few more notes here. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, I feel like we touched on a lot of this stuff already. Oh, yeah. One of my favorite stories from the book was the story of how bob he'd like built this lodge over 20 years like yeah like they built this lodge for 20 years and they finally got it done and then it burnt down very 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 shortly after very like like very soon after the lodge burnt down and they're like wow we put 20 years into this dream and it burned down and like a lot of people would have just gave up there they would have been like i always i like i used 20 years of my life on this and it's all gone it's like well this is wow like dang it i quit like yeah like if i'm writing a paper and i get like three pages out of an eight page paper done and i like accidentally didn't hit save and i exited out and i came back to the worst yeah i hate yeah you're like well i'm not writing (laughs) this paper now screw it yeah can't rewrite those words dude yeah that's like the that's like when we recorded uh one yeah. of our podcasts and, and then we, at the end it's like oh that didn't record well well we try again next week <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was rough mm-hmm. yeah good learning opportunities yeah that was a really good podcast that nobody ever heard yeah it was for us yep it was really good it was a good time sorry guys <laughs> gotta keep the best ones to ourselves yeah but anyways though so that was really interesting though when that lodge burned down um and then they did decide though because they were passionate about it they rebuilt it in five years and like they finally got it back built up um but what i also liked about that story a lot was that um that bob and his wife ended up going to counseling after the lodge burned down and at the counseling his wife was able to work through some like really traumatic things that were happening in her life that's right and that was really powerful and like the whole thing that bob was trying to say through that experience was that um that sometimes in life like God has to burn something down in your life in order to get to the deep, heavy stuff that's happening underneath. And it's like, you know, she probably never would have went to counseling and dealt with that trauma from years ago if, like, the lodge had never burnt down. And so God used that burning down of something good to 
deal with something harder in her heart mm-hmm. and eventually the lodge came back and everything but like that burning down was necessary to get to that point in her heart so i thought that was really interesting and like i thought it paralleled a lot to my life and specifically like ghana and like how i was overseas and then that like whole kind of experience just kind of burnt down in flames and i was yeah. kind of just like sent back home for the past year doing like basically nothing other than just like reflection with god and like you know last summer i did my brokenness devotional and like i wouldn't have had that intentional time to just kind of take a step back from being so active in my dreams of like going places all the time and like it really like this past year has really given me a season to take more reflection to heal through things that i wasn't going to deal with if i was still in africa yep and now I think it's prepared me more for going into this next season of going out into the world again with Apex and with YWAM. So, yeah, so that was just a really good, relatable thing. I enjoyed that a lot. Um, then also Chapter 19 talked all about overcoming fear and being strong and courageous and stuff. And that's, like, super important with overcoming, um, like, fears and like those anxieties and those things that are keeping you from pursuing your dreams which is relatable because you know me and will went to that men's conference a few months ago yes sir where they were all talking about being strong and courageous and rock chazak the hebrew for that so that was just a good reminder um yeah and i think the only other thing that really stood out to me that we didn't already talk about is just that um, it was talking about the importance of not living comfortable lives because comfortable people don't need Jesus, but desperate people do. And I just wrote down that it's important to like identify with the desperate person inside of you because this really like connects to like one of my biggest passions, which is nominal Christianity and people who, you know, they're comfortable Christians. They go to church on Sunday and they think they have their eternity secured in heaven and they think that's enough and so they don't live extreme lives for jesus or really even for themselves because they're just living comfortable and i think that just like when you realize that need for god when you realize it's not just like oh like this is just my get to heaven free card so i can like live life and just be dawdling around like um like it becomes so much more meaningful and same thing for your dreams like you make more desperate moves for your dreams when you're uncomfortable where you mm-hmm. are and if you're just like comfortable living in your life without doing extreme things like then your life is just not going to be as good as it could be yeah. so yeah so it's just like it's really important to always be a little bit desperate if that makes sense like it's weird it's counterintuitive because like you know if you ask somebody would you rather be desperate or be comfortable like everybody would say comfortable but like to be desperate really makes you a lot more susceptible to um to dependency on god and when you feel comfortable you might not just depend on him as naturally so it's interesting but so you gotta like step out of your comfort zone in order to trust god again sometimes yeah basically it all boils down to that Mm -hmm. yeah it's also really cool that like some of the most aggressive and rough seasons of our life are seasons that god has given us for the opportunity to seek him again exactly because when you're like flying high on the high ropes it's really hard to acknowledge a need for him Mm -hmm. because like i could do this on my own exactly and like it's so important to just always bring it back to him yeah and sometimes he has to burn something down in your life to get to you but but when he does it's powerful because um because you can find something that you never knew you needed or you never knew could be there so yeah yeah so it's really good overall like when you let those things go that you've been holding on to it makes room for god to do something new so all you people out there i don't know if you have dreams i don't know if there's something new you want to do but Either way, dream big. All right. Amen. Cool. Do you have any more thoughts on this book? I want to call Bob. You actually want to do it? Yeah. All right. You can use your phone. Okay. I'm going to tell you his phone number, and we'll see what he says. Do we know what we're going to say? I think it said, 
one of his chapters in this book was like, if you can't just call and just be like, if you're gonna call, you have to have a plan. Yeah, uh, of course. So what are you? What are we gonna tell him when he, if if he picks up? Well, he's gonna pick up, and we're gonna say, hey, you're on our podcast. We are fiery friends, and just tell him a little bit about what we're doing. Okay. And see if he has anything he wants to share with the audience. Okay, we'll tell him that we read his book. Yeah. Okay. What is it? Uh, it's six one nine nine eight five. Mm-hmm. Four seven four seven. Ooh, four seven four seven. I don't know if he's gonna pick up. He's gonna pick up. You believe this? You really believe it? It's okay. bad. Hey Bob, how's it going? Wow. I knew it. I knew he was a scam. Whoa. I knew he was a scam. Maybe he's going to call us back in a second. I knew it. There's no way. There's no way he's legit. (laughs) Bob, you fool. There's no way you pick up every call. I guess he picked up. He did pick up. He picked up. But he just hung up immediately. I guess I guess I guess that's how he keeps his word is he picks up every call and then he just hangs up on most of them immediately probably right Amen Okay Well if he texts you anything let me know and we can tell the listeners next week I don't know Did you notice anything on your phone is he calling you back or No No <laughs> I can't believe he picked up and then as soon as you said hey Bob he's like Ugh. <laughs> Wow. Unless well, he changed his phone number. Maybe it was someone else. There's no way he changed his phone number. He put his phone number in all the books. He can't just change your phone number after that. I would probably change my phone number immediately after that. Well, there must be something seriously wrong Although, in his life. So, God, we thank you that you are bringing complete healing and restoration to whatever is that's true. crazy happening in Bob's life. Yeah. Whether he's on the phone call with someone else. That's true. Or he's in dire need of uh, healing. Or he's smuggling someone out of a brothel in india that's true he has a busy life we thank you that he picked up and that he is alive and kicking and that you are gonna bless him and surround him with your light and your joy because he's a positivity junkie and he needs some more true he is a positive guy amen amen (laughs) but i knew he wasn't gonna pick up (laughs) but uh he did Okay, fine. He picked up, but he hung up immediately. I don't think that counts. I think it counts. In a loophole. That's probably what he did when he wrote the book. He was like, yeah, I'll just pick up every call and hang up immediately, because then I kept my word. I'm an integrity beast. <laughs> like, oh, Bob. Bob, Bob, Bob. What are we going to do with you? All right. Well, anyways, we should probably get to the wheel, shall we? Spin the wheel. So... The wheel right now is full. Last week we added a lot of stuff because um, we got the new wheel with 14 slots. Yes. And we filled it all the way to the brim. Um, I think we all have... I think Dan has all his superpowers for April. I'm down my replace power because I replaced Veggie Tales with the top 10 kids shows last time. I respect that replacement. Um... Yeah, Dan, do you want to replace anything before we start going strong? Is there anything you're like, oh, that seems a little bit not that great? Like uh, a certain holy (laughs) ghost pepper option? That we already pre-spun. That we should remove before we spin it again? No, it seems safe to me. (laughs) I'm definitely removing that if we get to May without spinning it. (laughs) I was thinking about it. I was just like, I'm done with these torture wheel (laughs) options. Like, you watching Survivor and me reading this book were fine. They were not our best episodes. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'm ready to stop torturing each other. Um, hmm. But if you want to leave it be, I think it's fine. I like most of these options. I think almost all of them. There's some of them that might take a lot of admin work. Like, I feel like the Bibly Awards and the Price is Right would take a lot of prep. But I'd be down to put it in. Like, they sound fun. Oh, yeah. Uh Uh-huh. I'm just considering 
replacing prayer and fasting with a 27-day fast. A 27-day fast? Like, like, what do you mean? Like, if it lands on it, it's not just, oh, wait, we can't do that in a week. Okay, fine. How about just a seven-day fast? A seven-day fast? Where, like, we don't eat for a week? Yeah. The whole week? Yeah. Okay. So instead of just talking about prayer and fasting, maybe just an addition to it? I mean, I don't, I don't hate the addition to it thing. I, there's, like, a lot of stuff I would honestly like to talk about prayer and fasting, like... Like, out of the spiritual stuff on the wheel, the ones I'm the most hyped for are prayer and fasting and then the mission trips. Like, so I wouldn't want to replace it because there's, like, a lot of really cool fasting stories and experiences I have. But Yeah, I just wanted to add Why to not it. add a new I wanted, experience? I just wanted to say that out of it, we should be talking about prayer and fasting while we're we, fasting. While we're praying and fasting. Yeah. To be honest, that could be good. I think it would be really fun. And, like, if people are like, why aren't you eating? We'd be like, because we spun a wheel. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, I know we, I just said I don't want to do torture things, but I feel like that's not as torture as reading a book or <laughs> as watching Survivor because, like, it's for Jesus. Yeah, dude, so, I haven't done a seven-day in a long time, so. Yeah, honestly, like, I mean, my longest ever fast was 10. I mean, Dan, Dan's been 40. He's a wild man. Crazy. But, uh, but yeah, I'd be down to, like, to put it on there, I mean, a seven-day fast could really be interesting. I think it'd be fun, and it would challenge us for sure. I don't yeah. Lose some weight. Lose some of this belly I got after I came back from Africa and ate for, like, two months. Dang. <laughs> I swear. I mean, I'm saying, sometimes if God wants you to fast, he could do whatever he wants. If we put it on the wheel, he'll just spin it whatever he wants us to fast. Okay, I think that's fair. Um, I won't add it to... The wedge, but we don't have to add words to yeah. it. I'm just changing the concept of it. Okay, the concept's deeper now, which yeah. I think makes it more interesting. Exactly. I was like, I I like prayer and fasting, but I wanted to be more intrigued by it. Okay, sounds good. Cool, cool, cool. Anything else we should edit the concept of before we spin? Everything else looked pretty good to me. Yeah, I think it's interesting. Like, I guess some of the ones that like I feel like are interesting. Is the Pixar movie rewatch and the Fruit of the Spirit series, which the original concept behind those was doing one Fruit of the Spirit or one Pixar movie if we were to land on either of those wedges. But we only have like six more weeks left in the season before I'm going to go off to my summer program. So obviously we're not going to get through either one of those series completely. Um, so we could either leave them on the wheel for future seasons after I get back from my programs. Or we could just change the concept entirely to either like talking about all the Fruit of the Spirits at once or ranking all the Pixar movies at once. But I don't know. What do you think? I still want to watch... What's the first Pixar movie? Toy Story? I want to watch Toy Story. <laughs> yeah. I mean, honestly, like we could just leave... I, I'm, I'm okay with leaving the Pixar movie thing at least till like till June when we end up taking like the break from the podcast for the six weeks while I'm out of town. Because... If we don't land on it by then, then we can just kind of cancel it. But otherwise, like, it's always just the chance to watch Toy Story. So it's not a bad start. Yeah. And then Bugs Life comes after that, which I know is an underrated favorite. I think Bugs Life is great. So it could be fun. Yeah. And I think, like, with Pixar, I'd almost prefer to watch the movies, like, at a slow pace whenever the wheel picks it. Because I binged 59 Disney movies in the last month. So... It'd be good to go slow pace with the Pixar ones. I don't want to mm-hmm. go through everything too quickly. Exactly. <laughs> all right, Fruit of the Spirit, same deal, or should we just make that a... We can talk, talk about, about them all. Yeah. I feel like we could do it either way. We could also just take it off the wheel. I don't know. I like it. It's a decent concept. Know. If, you know what? If know. it lands there, we'll decide if we want to just talk about love or if we want to talk about everything. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll just decide if it gets there. joy yeah joy other ones love is good joy is good patience is really i like patience i almost feel like all of them could definitely be their own podcast (laughs) like they definitely could but we should talk about love first love all you need is love 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 is all you need. need amen okay um Okay, so I don't think we're making any big changes to the wheel. Maybe changes to concepts, depending what we land on, but nothing huge. Um, all right, 
So I'm going to read off the wheel for all of you lovely listeners out there. We have The Price is Right. Amen. We have Holy Ghost Peppers, where yes. we eat ghost peppers and talk, and talk about, about the, the Holy, Holy Ghost, ghost with, with Will. Will. <laughs> and if it lands on that, I will be angry. <laughs> and I still have my respin power, but Dan also has his veto power. Which can veto my respin. <laughs> so, hopefully that doesn't happen. <laughs> I really want to eat Holy Ghost Pepper and talk about the Holy Ghost. Oh, gosh. I'm 100... Well, oh, dang it. You can veto my replace next month, too. Duh. It's going to be on there forever. <laughs> I just realized that. It'll happen eventually. This is terrible. Just, I, well, no. we, we, we've only got six more weeks before the season ends. So, hopefully... Or maybe it's seven weeks. I think it's seven weeks, but whatever whatever anyways <laughs> then dtwc still on the wheel dang that was cool i'll probably respin if we get that too i feel like we've done a lot of life update stuff lately yeah i don't think we need another life update but it's always it's on the wheel taking off the wheel but yeah i'm gonna respin if it's a dtwc yeah too basic then we have the fruit of the spirit series which will be at least love maybe more than love then we have <laughs> missions trips stories from haiti ghana and more places that we have been mm-hmm we have the Bible Awards, where we do the Grammys, except with Bible characters and principles and things. It sounds fun. You guys can vote on your favorite Bible things. It would be great. Then we have prayer and fasting, where I guess now we are doing a seven-day fast, if we land on that one. Yes, sir. <laughs> Which is intense. Then we have the top ten kids shows. Where we talk about Veggie Tales and other shows that are in our top ten kids <laughs> shows. Especially Veggie Tales, but others too. Then we have the Pixar movie rewatch where we watch Toy Story. Toy Story. Then we have the tips, the challenges, and the benefits of building a community of Jesus loving people. That's really yes, lots of T B and C of B A C O J L P I guess. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, I don't know what you're spelling, son. <laughs> some wild acronym. But anyways, then we got Ranking the Greatest Showman Soundtrack. Well, that sounds really fun. Dude, I have so many of these songs on my Goofin playlist that I play in the car while I DoorDash. And, like, there's, like, four of them that, like, I keep going between. I'm like, dang, which one's the best? So it'd be fun. I think that'd be a really good podcast to bring Ellie on. And I think it would be interesting to see how our lists are different and, like, which song comes out on top. <laughs> I think it'd be a good time. <laughs> Me too. There's one song that I think you guys will like and I will not. <laughs> so I think it'll be interesting. There's one song that I skip every time we play the album. There's one song that I skip. To. There's a couple songs I skip, to be honest. I'm curious what your skip song is. I don't usually skip songs. Is it one of the reprises? Well, okay, fine. I skip all the reprises. Okay. I wonder if we should count the reprises. We'll figure it out whenever that happens. Anyways. Maybe. I feel like we should just so we can get through like, you know, like the first 15 minutes of the podcast after just be us trashing on something. Yeah. Ah, Freaking reprise. Reprise. (laughs) There's a song that's not a reprise that you skip. That's interesting. Yep. I wonder what it is. I'm excited. I hope it lands on that. Honestly, like if I could pick anything on this wheel... Today, I would pick the Greatest Showman songs. I've been dying to talk about those. I know. It sounds really fun. Uh, then we have the Worship Song Bracket, which would be fun, too. Bracket episodes are good, and it would be cool to get someone different than Izzy to talk about a bracket, I think. Switch it up. Change it up. Not, not that I don't love Izzy. Izzy's great. He's an F-man, F-kangaroo. <laughs> He's amazing. He definitely brought stuff. He tends to shake the table a lot, though, when we're recording. <laughs> and he <laughs> messes up the audio a little bit. <laughs> But, but I love the guy. <laughs> but yeah, worship songs. There's so many good worship songs. It'd be fun to see which one wins as the best. Then we have Talk About Corbin. Talk About Corbin. Where we talk about our friend Corbin and his raps and whatever else about his life that we want to hear about. And then we have Apocrypha, where we talk about the Apocrypha for fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, well. Dan, I think I just won last week. So I'm going to give you the honors. Of this one, um, we both have our respin and our veto. So, if we want to respin, we can. Or if we want to veto the other person's respin, we also can. 
So this will be interesting. All right. You ready to let the whale decide our fate? Yes, Dan, it's all you. Don't get the ghost peppers. I can't help it. Oh, gosh. No, it's starting that slice. It never lets that slice once it starts there. Please don't jinx this. Please don't jinx this. No, don't start it on a different <laughs> slice. Oh, dang it, Dan. This is not going to end well. Let's see. Are you ready? Can you give me a countdown? I like a good countdown. Seven. 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 <laughs> oh. Oh my gosh, we got the greatest showman. No way. Dude, we got it. Woo. Dan, you spun it like a pro. Baby. I wasn't expecting to spin at that moment. <laughs> Dude, that was whack. I don't know how we got it. Uh, oh, I spoke I, it into just, existence, we just really baby. Wanted it Amen. <laughs> Dude, that was perfect. Amen. So next week, we'll do the Greatest Show in Soundtrack. All right, Ellie. Get Ellie on the show. Then you're coming on. We're doing it. It'll be good, yeah. We might not film Friday next week. It'll be a fiery something. Yeah, fiery whatever day. Ellie's free. We could still release it on Friday if we want. We could. Or we could double up and do two podcasts next week because we only have seven weeks left. So it could be be good. We We could... we can pick up a pace. It'd be fun. Either way, we'll definitely do a podcast with Ellie next week, ranking the greatest showman soundtrack. Okay. And I might I might put out an audience poll, too, to get an audience opinions. I don't know. I think what I'll probably do is I'll have all three of us make a list and then average the list. And then, like, we'll, like, reveal, like, which one came in where on the show. Mm-hmm. So I like that. It'll be good. It's going to be amazing. I'm going to have to decide which one's my favorite. <laughs> but um yeah dan anything else you want to say to the viewers before we call it a show i love you i love you too i love every one of our little coals yeah dude every little coal that's listening right now love shout you. out to will shout out to izzy shout out to lily, lily. Shout, shout out, out to, to Deli. shout out to, to david. david is that everybody i think that's everybody yeah we need some more i think there's like five so far we gotta get six seven we gotta get seven whoever's coal number seven oh they're fiery they're gonna be a real blessed soul it might be you i could you know if you want to be our fiery friend and you want to be the fiery friend then think about it and also like i'm more open to spontaneous podcasts too like i know the wheel episodes are the meat of what we do here but if anybody wants to come on share a testimony or has something you're passionate about i'm always open to spontaneous episodes yeah if it starts snowing all of a sudden and you want to hear a hot take of why the snow is amazing or terrible then we might film it (laughs) yeah exactly um and also just like to put it on your guys radars um so i think season two of fiery friends is probably going to end around june when i head to my program um but i think what i want to do so we ended season one with a Q&A episode. We're probably going to end season two with a Q&A episode too. Sounds I feel like to that's me. a good like way it. to, I feel like that's a good way to end every season. We'll just like do a Q&A. So if you guys have any questions, think about them for the next six weeks and give them to us then. I know this like really ahead of time, but just thought I would let you know. Yeah. You just got to know that Q&A is coming. Yeah. So plan your questions for the next month and a half. <laughs> And otherwise, until Until next next time, time, keep keep the the fire fire burning. burning. (laughs) Oh my gosh.